Hello everyone, this is Andre Tomlin from Mental Elf and I'm here to trail a really exciting new conference that's happening in Cambridge in a couple of weeks time. Uh, it's the 2018 conference on transdiagnostic approaches to psychological disorders. It's taking place on the 17th and 18th of September uh, and I'm here today with uh, Tim Dugleish and Melissa Black from the MRC Cognition and Brain Sciences Unit at the University of Cambridge. Uh, also from the Cambridge Centre for Effective Disorders. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, transdiagnostic approaches, and we're going to talk a bit about the conference and tell you what's going to be happening at the event, who's going to be speaking, um, and just generally drum up a bit of excitement. So, so, Tim, to you first of all, for people that are new to this field, could you just start by explaining to us what you mean by a transdiagnostic approach? Yeah, so perhaps the most established model of common mental health problems that people suffer from is the diagnostic model. So terms we're all familiar with, depression, social anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, OCD, and so on, are examples of this model. So the idea there is that a cluster of difficulties or symptoms and signs, uh, how people present to the world, um, all mixed together in a particular way, and that can be given a label, such as depression, um, and that has an ent that's an entity that people can use to try and understand what people are struggling with. But it also, more importantly, it seems to drive um, how people receive help within um, health services and how the rest of the world views their, their problems. So this diagnostic approach has not been without difficulties over many decades. Um, but one particular concern about it is that it doesn't really capture... Um, the way people feel and the way people experience their mental health. So actually most people would meet criteria for several of these diagnostic categories. And also when we look at the treatments for people, so whether they're psychological therapies or uh, drug treatments, they tend to uh, help people um, who have all sorts of different diagnostic labels. And so they're not specific to a particular diagnosis. That said, the whole of our, our health system and the way research is conducted has traditionally been organized along these diagnostic lines. So treatments will be developed for depression, drugs will be cast as antidepressants, research will be uh, clinical trials for people who meet the diagnosis for depression and so on. So what we wanted to do was um, capitalize on a whole other wave of thought, which goes back several decades, which is to say that actually, if we're going to really understand mental health, we need to do things that cut across these diagnostic boundaries. And in fact, the processes and the content of what people get upset about isn't easily captured in these single diagnoses, but actually um, almost ignores these diagnostic divisions and uh, is much more broad and much more general. So at a scientific level, um, we can do studies looking at processes like the way we remember things, the way we think about things that are common across all these different diagnoses. And clinically, we can develop interventions that actually help people who may have a mixture of problems, which, again, cut across these traditional diagnostic categories. So the transdiagnostic approach says what processes and underlying difficulties do all these diagnoses have in common? And can we develop interventions that target those things rather than these categorical labels? There's something about the kind of anti-stigma 
campaigns being very successful and mental health being a really spoken about topic in in public now which is very positive and yet we see the stigmatizing effect that some of these diagnostic labels have on people personality disorders is a good example of that do you see this kind of movement as a way of further destigmatizing mental distress mental illness I think the background to this movement, for sure. So I think some of the stigma comes from the association with diagnostic labels with a disorder model, a medical model, an illness model, if you like. So the idea is that somehow there's something about the person's mind or their brain that's broken, and this is a label that's best used to describe that problem. Whereas an alternative view would be to say um, that a lot of these difficulties arise quite understandably, from life circumstances. Um, so that's slightly different to the transdiagnostic idea. So the transdiagnostic idea is that those difficulties don't necessarily fall into neat labels, which you either have one or a different one. They actually cut across those labels. And the other idea is that many of these difficulties perhaps aren't best described as illnesses or disorders, but perhaps as natural or understandable consequences of, of what happens to people. And I think people find that um, sometimes a bit easier to embrace a, as an idea. That doesn't mean that they're, that, that they're still not mental health problems because people are getting stuck in particular patterns. It's just saying that those patterns are perhaps understandable given the, given the context. You said that one of the main objectives of the conference is to start translating the basic transdiagnostic science and classification of mental health into clinical assessment and intervention. But what does that mean and how do you see that happening? Yeah, that's probably a, a, a bit of a difficult sentence to follow, isn't it? So I, I guess all of our really good psychological interventions for mental health problems have actually come out of the clinic historically possibly not behavior therapy, but things like CBT, they've all come out of clinical insights. So there's a rich um, breeding ground for new interventions and new clinical methods, including these transdiagnostic ones that, that come out of our, our clinical work. But in parallel to that, there's a lot of work in laboratories and basic research institutions trying to understand the underlying cognitive or biological or genetic processes that go on uh, in people with mental health problems and how they might differ from those same people when they're feeling fine or from people who aren't, aren't struggling with mental health difficulties. And similarly, there's a whole lot of work on assessment. So we, we talked about um, the idea of cutting across diagnostic boundaries. Uh, there's lots of work thinking about, well, if we, if we put diagnoses to one side, what way can we carve up the mental health space, if you like? So we can have dimensions of distress or we can have different types of categories or clusters of problems that, that look a bit different to diagnoses. But what we don't seem to have is a way of marrying these three fields together. So if we try and think about mental health in different ways and different ways of assessing it and categorizing it or thinking about it, whether it's dimensional or whatever, and we try and look at the processes that underlie mental health problems, how can we use those insights to drive new clinical interventions that can help people, given that most of the clinical um, developments have actually come the other way from the clinic itself? And so there's still a big gap between the basic research 
the basic classification and the clinical interventions and trying to bridge that gap and think about the challenges involved in bridging that gap is a key theme of the meeting. I guess a lot of that is about bringing together people from both of those communities and the communities that lie in between to kind of work together and understand each other's work a little bit more so that that gap can be bridged. I think that's right. And I think I think a good example is that um, if you look at lots of the work on basic research in mental health, it will be on, say, underlying psychological processes such as thinking or reasoning, problem solving, memory, attention. Whereas the average clinician working with clients with common mental health problems is going to be thinking about the content of those people's lives. What is it you're upset about? What are you getting stuck with? Why are you feeling this way? Are you feeling unlovable? Are you feeling worthless? Are you terrified all the time? And there's, so there's a real difference there between a process which is almost agnostic to the content and, a, and interventions which almost entirely focus on content. So that's a, a good example of a discrepancy that we really need to try and resolve. How can we bring content into a research domain that is very much focused on process? So, Melissa, moving on to you, who's going to be speaking at the conference? Um, who's going to be presenting? What, what are you going to cover in the talks? It looks like a really exciting mix of hour-long keynotes, 20-minute open papers, rapid-fire, five-minute talks. You've got a, a great lineup. Just give us a feel for um, who we've got there. Sure, yes. We're, we're really excited about all the people coming to present at the conference. We've got many international speakers, especially from the United States and Australia as well. Uh, and our, our four keynotes, I'll start with them. So we're uh, looking forward to having Professor David Barlow from Boston University, and he's going to be talking about transdiagnostic approaches to treating neuroticism. We have Dr. Jill Newby from UNSW in Australia talking about internet-delivered um, interventions for transdiagnostic problems. We have uh, Professor David Watson talking about basic dimensions of temperament as a transdiagnostic factor in, in psychopathology. And then uh, Professor Ross Shaffron from University College London talking about perfectionism as one of these transdiagnostic factors. So we've, we've got a range of other uh, open papers and those rapid fire talks that you were talking about uh, spanning a lot of different topics. And as Tim was saying before, looking at both the, the basic science, those processes, as well as the clinical interventions. Uh, so we've got people talking about different dimensional models of mental health, uh, a number of different randomized controlled trials, looking at uh, development of new transdiagnostic treatments, internet-delivered interventions, uh, talks focusing on different transdiagnostic processes, so perfectionism, social rank, goal conflict, effective control, autobiographical memory, those, those different processes that might be involved. Um, many reviews as well, uh, trying to bring some of this research together and really covering mainly clinical psychology but also developmental psychology and neuropsychology, so a whole range of things. Does look amazing. I'm I'm really excited about um, seeing how it gets covered. So Mark Brown um, from our Beyond the Room team, Mark One in Four on Twitter, is going to be covering it for us. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think he's he's got one of the biggest brains in mental health that I know of, um, and he's also got really good links to um, an amazing network of of people um, on social media, and you know, not just researchers and clinicians, but also a lot of people. 
um, with lived experience and a lot of people from the third sector and a lot of developers of, of mental health interventions. So it'll be really interesting to see his take um, on the event. We're going to be live tweeting it. Um, we're going to be podcasting. So we're going to be recording interviews with a number of the speakers and delegates. Um, and we're also going to be publishing some blogs um, during the week of the event written by uh, speakers on each other's work. So that'd be quite interesting to see some kind of critical analysis of, of the recent research of some of the speakers. What, what do you hope people who attend in person and people who join in online are going to take away from the event? So what we're what we're really hoping to do is is bring everyone together or as many people as we can who are working in a transdiagnostic way clinically but also focusing on transdiagnostic research questions. Uh, and over the last couple of years, there have been a number of special issues of journals focusing on transdiagnostic approaches. There's been a lot of talk on Twitter and many publications. Um, but really bringing everyone together and having a discussion about what some of these key questions are. How can we move this area forward uh, and bringing some of those new questions and working out a focused way to, to work on them. Uh, and so especially online, as, as Tim was saying before, a lot of interventions have been developed from clinical insights, from many years of working with service users with various types of common mental health problems. And so it, it'll be really valuable to have people uh, with lived experience of mental health problems and people um, in the general public helping us focus some of those research questions. Where, where, what are we missing and where are those gaps that we can fill? Um, so really hoping to foster this sense of collaboration, a coordinated effort to, to answering some of these questions and moving the area forward. It's important to mention the hashtag. So that's TransDX2018. Um, we'll be tweeting um, on that hashtag in the run up to the event and obviously through the 17th and 18th of September and I'm sure beyond. Thanks so much for putting this together. Um, I hope it goes well. I'm sure it will. And thanks very much for joining me today. Mm -hmm.